Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Heroes Podcast Network. Hello, all you friendly Force users, and welcome to a special edition of the Echo Station mini-podcast based on the hit you series, The Mandalorian. And we've got, a, we've got a nice little name for our little mini-podcast, and you're going to love it. It's called The Mandifesto. Get it? Because it's The Mandalorian and a manifesto. And, okay, all the eyes are rolling <laughs> right now. <laughs> Anyway, I'm your host, Chris, and I'm here with my fabulous co-host, Ian. And today we're going to discuss the first two episodes because they dropped in the same week. Um, And next week we'll be discussing uh, the following episode that's going to be uh, airing on, what is it, the 22nd? Yes, they all release on Fridays. Yes. So we'll probably be bringing these up, you know, just a few days after each Friday just give you a recap yeah some hot takes all right so let's dive in so uh first and foremost by the way we're recording this on the 20th of november so oh yes it's officially one month until the rise of skywalker is released so get ready to feel all the emotions because i've been reading some interviews from uh ew that came out recently and uh it's gonna be an emotional journey Yep. To say the least. The photos that have been released lately are gorgeous. Yes, um, and all that stuff we have retweeted and tweeted about on our Twitter. So go to at Echo Station Cast on Twitter to follow us and catch up on all the good Rise of Skywalker uh, news and all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, so let's talk about the first ever live action Star Wars uh, TV series. It's been... 15, oh, about 15 years in the making. Yeah, because they wanted to do it after episode three, and then that just never happened. Yep. Yeah, I was, and I remember I was in a, I was an extra in one of the pilots. Yep. That was thrown out for when they were first shopping around for a live action thing, and nothing happened. That was a long time ago. And what were you, who were you, as, like, as, what were you dressed as? I was basically, I was basically Mara Jane. Okay. <laughs> in, the, in the background of this cantina scene. Sweet. Remember, All Mara, right, so, Mara lives. Remember that. Yes, Mara lives <laughs> in the toilet. I mean, it's it's in the toilet. The toilet. The toilet wisdom. Yes, for those who don't know, listen to our previous episode, and you will know what we're talking about. 
<laughs> um, but yeah, so... All right, so first episode... It is directed called... by Dave Filoni. It's yeah. called Chapter One. Chapter One. They're all called Chapter Two and Three and Four, but then they have like a little title under after it. But this is called Chapter One, directed by Dave Filoni, written by John Favreau. Uh, if those names sound super familiar, Dave Filoni, you know, Clone Wars, Rebels, um, and then... And John Favreau, all the things. Yes, Iron Man one and two. Uh, he's done. You know, he's been in Spooderman. Uh, you know, he's done a bunch of stuff for Marvel. Uh, so they are both executive producing it as well, um, and then writing a few things and all that good stuff. So um, this is Dave Filoni's first kind of live action um, dip into the Star Wars world because he's always done the animated side. So it was really nice and you know, much overdue to see him do a live-action Star Wars series. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're huge fans of the Clone Wars like we are, his directing style definitely came through in this episode. Yes, I can see Um, it. You know, it's... I've, I've loved everything that he's done with Star Wars, so he's done nothing wrong with Star Wars. He's done questionable things. But they're usually kind of cool and questionable things. Uh, but... So episode one, uh, let's let's set the scene, shall we? It's five years after the defeat of the Empire, so this is post Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, a Mandalorian bounty hunter who we don't know the name yet, even though there's rumors that he may have been the name may have been leaked. Um, he's accepting like. Do we want to say the name? I don't know. Do we? I think so. I mean. And this is just a rumor of the name, and not, this hasn't been confirmed yet. So, well, this is what so this is what Pedro Pascal said. Okay, what's what's the name? In an interview, he said the name was Din Djarin. Din Djarin. D y n j a r r e n, which sounds super Star Wars. It does. So that's super Star. Probably Wars. the name of our Mandalorian is Din Djarin. Uh, but we will wait to see. That could be a misdirect. Yeah, we know. We'll see. I mean, I'd be I'd be fine with it having no name. Oh yeah, I mean, I like that's it. what makes him more mysterious is having no name. He's called the Bounty Hunter, yeah. the Mandalorian. Like that's what he's known by. Yeah. Um. But so he's accepting kind of under the table bounty jobs because since the fall of the Empire, uh, Imperial credits you can't really use anymore. Uh, the New Republic is being established, so they're kind of you know cracking down on the stuff. So you can't just go willy nilly going. I'm going to take a bounty whenever I want to. Because that doesn't work anymore, apparently, after the fall of a galactic empire. Oops. Who would have thought? Um, so we open on this. It's an ice planet. Um, and it says... We don't know where. It says it's called Arvala 7. Arvala 7? Oh, where'd you see that? Um, on Wikipedia. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Well, there you go. It, yeah, it's A-R-V-A-L-A-7. That's how you say it? Arvala? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and he has been tasked by um, an Imperial, would you call him, like, contact, I guess? Sure. A former Imperial contact to uh, find a 50-year-old target. Now, obviously, we did not realize what a 50-year-old target would be until much later. But we're thinking, oh, some 50-year-old, you know, maybe he has connections to the Clone Wars that the Imperials want him or something. We didn't know. Um, 
And there's an interesting theory, which we're going to talk about theories in a little bit, as to why they want this 50-year-old target. Because um, I have a really, really good theory, but I don't know if it's right or not. Uh, <laughs> so basically, he accepts the contract uh, and goes to... Um, he's paid with a bar of Berserker Steel, which is sacred to the Mandos. Sacred steel. Sacred steel. And so he brings it to an... Uh, uh, what are they called? Ar- armorer? He brings it to, um, uh, uh, crap, no, like a, I mean, I guess you could say armor. Ar- There's another word, um, though. What is it? It's not steel worker. No. Oh my god. Uh, is it, is it, <laughs> my renaissance fair time is not showing right is now. It, isn't it armor? Um, yeah, you could say armor, but there's like another, like, specific one for people who work with metals. Uh, metalsmith? Kind of. <laughs> whatever. So somebody, somebody tweet it. Whatever. It's a word. It's it's a word. It's a... You're, you know, you you go to the. I'm like, man, I'm running through Skyrim, and I want to go to the armor tip of my tongue. Oh my god. Uh, whatever. People are gonna be anyway. like, these people don't know what they're talking about. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, fake nerds. Yeah. Hello. So. Anyway, he, he, yeah, really cool looking. He takes the uh, chick. Yeah, and she's very very cool. I love her helmet. Yes, right. It's like it's like Roman gladiator. And the actress who plays her says that she knows more than what she's letting on. So of mysterious, course. mysterious, 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 mysterious. Um. So basically, he takes the berserker steel, berserker, berserker, berserker. He takes the steel, berserker, berserker to um and he it's crafted into a new pauldron for him so i'm wondering like throughout the series if we're gonna see him get upgrades in the armor as he goes he's gotta catch them all like, i just want to see him get like a full like pauldron or a full like chest plate of this armor because it's really pretty and shiny and silvery and all that good stuff yeah what well, it reminds me it reminds me of playing the old school massive multiplayer online rpgs where you had to go around and, and like collect armor for your character oh yeah and you were trying to get a full set of the one that looks the yep, same. I remember that. That's and well, that's in games nowadays too. It's like no, I don't want the boots to look different. I want them to all be symmetrical and look the same. Exactly. Because if I have all this pretty armor on top, and then I get these weird little like leathery boots, I don't want that. We get it, Mando. It's a it's an aesthetic it is, choice, and it's a good aesthetic choice. Um. So basically, he travels to this planet where this uh, bounty target is. Um. And these things called Blurg, which are a creature from the Clone Wars, and I was kind of fun. It was good to see those, you know, in a live action form. Um, he's attacked by two of them, um, but then he's saved by Nick Nolte. Yes. Okay. <laughs> hey, pause. Pause for a second. Are we completely skipping over the the opening scenes? The we didn't talk about the opening scenes. The bounty scene. Yes. Well, I mean, eh. It was hilarious. Okay, we'll talk about that too. So it really said that. See, okay, so we start. He actually starts with fulfilling a, a bounty before he picks up this second bounty, this second fifty-year-old bounty. I kind of forgot about that. The opening scene. I don't know how I forgot about it, but yeah. I did. <laughs> I kind of forgot about the really cool. Okay, opening. so okay. We'll, we'll we'll diverge for a moment. Yeah. So it's okay. Yeah. So we open on a very classic cantina type scene. 
um, where there's this blue sinned alien dude who's getting hassled by a couple of other alien dudes. Um, and the Mandalorian comes in and basically saves him. But of course the twist is that he only saves him because that's his bounty. Yep. That's who he's after. <laughs> and and who voices him? Do you remember? No. Do you kn- That's Taika Waititi. He voices the blue one? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm oh my god, I'm almost positive. Oh, I thought I I knew he voiced IG11, but I didn't know he voiced uh I thought that was him too. Is it not? I don't I don't think it is. Oh, I thought it was him. It sounded kind of like him. Who was it then? I don't think it was Tyke. Well, I want to know. I don't think it was him, huh. was it? Um, hold on. I'm going to look. I didn't think it was. I could be wrong. Oh, I thought he was doing a voice. I thought it was him. I totally thought it was him. Um, is it... Oh, hold on. Is it this guy? He's a mithril, right? Guy? Is it... Yeah. So his name, though, who plays him is Horatio Sands. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. I totally thought it was him. It sounded I'm like, like I, I thought it was, it was him. You know, him. you know how he's always doing voices. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway. Anyway, he was really funny. Uh, he was funny. And, that was the other reason I thought it was him because he's always well, funny. And so I guess he mentioned something he talks about it briefly like in a passing moment does this because he talks about life day yes does this mean life day is confirmed canon now they bring back life day and i isn't it favreau who wants to do favreau wants to do another christmas special no one else wants to do a christmas special though oh you can't do a christmas special unless you have over five minutes of uninterrupted wookie speak with no subtitles (laughs) I mean, yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, so, okay, so there's the. What makes the opening scenes of this first episode really great are there, there are so many random Easter eggs and callbacks that really place you in the Star Wars universe. So there's the mention of Life Day, there's the Kowakian monkey lizards being barbecued. Can we talk about the one that's being barbecued and then the one just watching it being barbecued? I bet, it, I bet they eat that each other. That is sadistic. I bet they eat each other because those things are. I'm terrible. like Dave Filoni. What are you doing, sir? <laughs> he's just watching it being barbecued, and he's like, "Oh no." Um, okay, so then the other la- kind of the last callback, um, and it goes in where it, it brings back to what um, the Mandalorian says to this guy when he is basically taking him away. He says, "I can bring you in warm." Or I can bring you in cold. And so, of course, the cold, instead of just meaning, you know, he could kill him, means he's going to carbonate freeze him. I thought they meant like he was going to, you know, put a hole in his chest and say, well, you're a cold, dead body now. I think it, I think it kind of, I think it kind of foreshadows that the, the carbonate freeze. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, he's got, like, this entire weird packaged wardrobe of frozen carbonate people. In his he ship. had like five or six of them, and it's like, oh. And he just like sort of like scrolls through them. So basically, <laughs> what Boba Fett did to Han like became infamous, and everyone's like, oh, we can carbon freeze everyone now. So you know, let's make that a thing, right? Yeah. 
So because I know that because because Vader was incredulous about it, like I don't know. He's like, yeah, if he if he Wait. dies, the Empire will compensate you for your time or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> like whatever. It's but chill. it worked. It worked, and so now they all do it. That was kind of fun. That was I'm like, oh, that's yeah. an interesting way to transport people. Yeah, I really like. Speaking it. of transport, let's talk about his ship real quick too. Oh, the ship is the interesting. The Razor Crest. Um, it reminds me of a ship from like the old canon of like when Jango Fett was a bounty hunter and everything. It reminds me of one of those ships that he used to have. Yeah. Um, before he got the Slave One. Um. I love it. It's very much a Star Wars ship. Uh, we have yet to see it like shoot anything though, or be in combat. So I'm still waiting to see that action happen. Yeah. It um the ship is it, I don't know it it almost gives me sort of a slave one meets Firefly kind of feel. I can see that it's it's very much Firefly with the um uh the two engines. I feel. Yeah. I mean the whole the whole show the whole series so far very very much has. That spaghetti western, mm-hmm. space, space western, firefly type feel to it. I think that's how they're going to have the whole series, honestly. Yeah, I really like it. Um, I, okay, so anyway, coming back to okay, where we so were. I just, we diverged. We had to talk about the opening I, I forgot scene. about that totally. I just like was dig- digging into the meat. I forgot about it. So sorry. Um, <laughs> so, oh yeah, we left off with Nick Nolte. Yes, Nick Nolte making the weirdest comeback ever. Does he play an Ugnaught? Is that who that is? Is that that species or is that not? Yeah, Ugnaught. Okay, that's what I thought. And he has spoken. He has spoken. That's, I'm leaving every single argument now. If I ever argue with someone, I have spoken. Just walk away. Yeah, no, he's fantastic. He's this randomly helpful guy. He, you know... Gives, um, gives the Mando the information he needs to go after his bounty um because basically he's like uh there's this thing on the planet and nobody's been able to collect the bounty for it and it's bringing in all of these dangerous people and i just want to be in peace on my planet we want it gone I, i came here to find peace and i can't find it so here's what you need go get it basically and so he does and he runs into a bunch of mercenaries uh protecting said bounty and he also runs into a droid. A, a bounty droid. A bounty hunter droid. By the name of IG-11. Who is voiced by Taika Waititi. Yes, who is actually voiced by yes, Taika Yes, that's the man Waititi. who voices him. Um, for those who, you know, are maybe questioning that name, he's the one who directed uh, the most recent Thor movie, uh, Jojo Rabbit, which was an extremely good movie. Um, what we do in the dark. What we do in the dark. He voices. Sorry. What we do in the shadows. What we do in the shadows. What we do in the dark is that's a that's a different movie. That's a that's a different thing. <laughs> um, what we do in the shadows. He also voiced um, Korg in uh, the yes. Thor movies and uh, Avengers. Uh, so and he's also directing the newest Thor movie coming out whenever it comes out. But um, he does a great job with voicing things, and I love his take on this droid because literally like any like moment of nope this isn't gonna work out the droid's like all right i'm just gonna blow up he's a suicidal droid i love this droid it is it is such a great bit you have to you have to watch the whole battle 
just to really get the nuances of it, but it's hilarious. Yeah, any mild, like, inconvenience, nope, I'm just gonna blow myself up. Nope, gonna self-destruct. Yep. Nope, self-destruct. And Pedro Pascal, the Mandalorian, gets, like, super annoyed with him. He's like, no, just stop doing that. <laughs> um, but so there's a huge kind of Western, like you said, shootout in this open area. Um, you know, and at one point, they bring out basically, like, the Star Wars equivalent of a railgun. Yeah, it was Star Wars Gatling yes. gun. and... Which is really cool. So, they're like, oh no, and... Also, these guys are apparently related to stormtroopers, because they can't shoot for yeah, shit. Yeah, no, they they can't. They take out, you know, some pillars, but that's about it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they take them out, and they blow open the door, and then they find this egg-type-looking thing. And they open it up, and lo and behold, what is in there? It's a baby Yoda! And they... And I will die for they it! Want... <laughs> I will die for baby Yoda. They want this creature alive, uh, although the IG-11 seems to have a different directive in that sense. Yes, his bounty was different, yes. so, so... he attempts to... He's ready to shoot yep, him up. Assassinate it, and then turns out the mandalorian shoots the droid so we don't know if we're gonna see him ever again or not but um so and we don't know if he's saving him because that's what his bounty said or if you know he just didn't want to kill a kid also true or what appears to be a baby this this individual is 50 years old and obviously we know when yoda died he was like 900 years old so, when do you think this species learns how to talk? Because <laughs> if he's 15 and an infant, like, would he talk around, like, 200? Yeah, I'm going to say 200-ish. 150, 200 Okay. So, he's, so this creature is 50 years old. We still don't know the name of the creature or the species. Everyone's just calling it Baby Yoda. And I think it's an appropriate name. And here is one of my theories that's coming up. Here we go. So I think the Empire needs this asset because it is Yoda. I think they how how is it? I think they somehow learned how to clone Yoda. They lost it, and now they need it back. Because here's why. No, no. Here's why. No, no. I mean that's totally possible. If you notice, so the doc, there's a doctor um, as well who says, you know, it's imperative that you you know, you get this asset alive when they're, when he's taking the bounty on his shoulder is the symbol of the Kaminoan cloning facilities. What? Mm-hmm. So he's a doctor of, he knows how to clone things or is a cloning, you know, representative, something. I like that. They didn't go with the, the actual Camino alien yeah. guys. Cause I would have been super obvious. So, I think that this is a clone of Yoda. That's a... The Empire got his DNA somehow. I'm sure there's, you know, some way to get it. And I think that they perfected a cloning technique on this species. That is legit Yoda, because Yoda was the most powerful Jedi on the Council. And the Empire's like, if we can harvest this and turn this into a Darksider, we're set. That's, I mean, that's a really good pick up there i didn't i didn't see that on the guy it's it's worth i so i watched it so twice to watch things and you know prepare for this episode too 
and I noticed the patch, and I'm like, I've seen that before, and I don't know where. And recently I was watching um, The Clone Wars just for nostalgia reasons, and I saw the same symbol. I'm like, oh my god! Mm. So, because the, the symbol was on one of the lead uh, Kamino and Doctors in one of the episodes I was watching. So. Interesting. I think that is Yoda. But he's, I mean, that's, that's, that's still well before the Clone Wars that they would have cloned him. Right. But he's still within the. And it. Because 50 years, so it's been five years since the Republic, or since the new, since the fall of the Empire. And then, so thirty. So New Hope is New Hope is twenty like years. Twenty years. And then between yeah. New Hope and Jedi is, I think, what five years. Yes. So that's twenty-five. So thirty. So twenty years later would be Episode One. Because it's nine. Yeah. So it's Episode One, Episode Two. So I can I can see it. Yeah, I mean it's within range. Yeah. It's just, but it it makes me question who did it. Who cloned them, you mean? Who cloned them? I would assume Palpatine. Maybe. Or the Jedi had some I mean, kind he of hasn't, contingency plan. He hadn't really risen to power at that point. No, but he was still doing some shady dealings. He was just, you know, being all fancy on... I don't know. May, and my theory Naboo. could be totally wrong, but... I like it. I like it. I don't it. know. Maybe it can, you know, they might be able to fudge a few years, but we'll see. You don't think it's the, you don't think it's the love tri- child between Yoda and Yaddle? Shut up. What? No. What, what you, you saying Jedi can't fall in love and have children? Is that what you're saying? Uh, not the ones that are supposed to be Jedi. <laughs> not the ones that can control their hard-ons, No. <laughs> no, I cannot picture. Can you picture like Yoda just like flipping around having sex? No. I mean, he does a lot of flipping. The yeah. guys, the guys got some moves. No, he's got some moves. Jesus. Oh God. I don't know. We don't know how old Yaddle is. Maybe she's, you know, maybe she's in the fertile Yoda range. I don't know. The fertile Yoda know. range. <laughs> I don't know. That's the clip. I re- that's just the soundbite right there. The fertile Yoda <laughs> age. What? What are they talking about? <laughs> oh my god, I love it. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> so that ends episode one. Uh, what were your thoughts on episode one? I loved I loved the tone. I loved the way it looked. Um and that and that twist at the end was Wow. Oh yeah, I didn't And you know, before they even showed it, and I'm sure I, I'm sure lots of people did, but you know, before they, when they showed the thing, because I'm a parent, I was like, "Oh my god, that's a baby! That's a like a, that's a baby." Oh, I had no clue. Carriage, yeah, no, I was immediately like, "That's a that's a baby carriage." And then when they, you know, and then I'm thinking that it was a 50 year old target, I was like, immediately I turned to I turned to my husband and I said, "Holy shit, it's a baby Yoda!" And then they showed it. Did you freak out still? Yes, I squealed, and I have not stopped squealing. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. <laughs> He's very cute. Well, actually, we don't know if it's a he. It it's is very cute. So cute. It is so adorable. It, this is like the the face that launched a million merchandise. Oh, you know, at like cons, every single artist is going to be painting those little Yodas, and they're going to make a fortune. All the little Yodas. A fortune. Um, I loved it too. Uh, it was a solid episode. Um. I think that, you know, this, I think this whole first season, they're going to play it safe for all these episodes. I don't think that they're going to do anything too risky just because it's the first live action Star Wars show and they don't want to, you know, fuck anything up. So they're going to play it very safe, but still be very Star Wars. Um, And that's what I think they did in this episode. And especially the second episode too, which we'll get to in a moment, that they played it super close to the chest. Hmm. Um, you know what really surprised what? me? The the PG rating. You didn't think it would be PG, or you that? Well, if you if you remember when we talked about this before, when we were discussing, you know, where are they going to take the Mandalorian? Oh yeah. Um, just based on what we'd seen uh, from the trailer, from the photos and whatnot, and from what people were saying, we were expecting a much grittier, maybe PG thirteen kind of show out yes but then i realized that it's gonna be on the disney plus it's they're not gonna do pg-13 and, and nothing will <laughs> nothing will be pg-13 no, well except for you know the movies and everything like that but they're not gonna except for the avengers they're not gonna do <coughs> star wars pg they're not gonna do a, a tv series pg-13 movies yes for sure tv series no they won't risk that um and, but there's still so a sad. there's still a uh, fair amount of violence and action in it oh yeah no, i definitely. mean you have someone get cut in half by a door you don't see it happen, but you see his legs just pop on the ground. So, you know, it is inferred that he got lopped in half by the door. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I thought it was a solid episode. Um, and people on our Twitter, we did a Twitter um, uh, uh, poll. That's the word, Ian. And so I couldn't <laughs> think of I'm like, Twitter thing? No, Twitter poll um, of how people perceived episode one of the Mandalorian. Uh, the options were either four thermal detonators, three thermal detonators, two thermal detonators, or one thermal detonator. <laughs> no one voted one thermal detonator. 17% voted two. 17% voted three. And 67% voted four. So, well, if that gauges anything. Um, we also have uh, the episode two poll 
uh, which will be done by the time this episode is released. But right now, um, of the four options that we have, I have It's Amazing, a pretty decent episode, I need one more episode to be sold, and meh, it was okay. So, so far, the final two no one voted on. 30% has voted a pretty decent episode, which is a step up from the previous poll. And then 70% voted it was amazing. So, we will talk about episode two right now. If that's, you know, that's a, a preview of what people have been thinking of episode two so far. Uh, so, lead us in, Chris. What has happened in episode two? Okay, episode two. Well, our Mandalorian found a baby Yoda. Yep. <laughs> so now he's got to take the baby Yoda back, you know, for his bounty, I guess. Um, well, we assume. We assume he's going back for his bounty. We don't know because we don't know if he's a good guy. We don't know if he's a bad guy. We don't know if he's ambivalent, you know. So anyway, he's he- he's heading back to his ship. Do we know what planet he's on? Um, I don't. Did they ever say? I don't think they. If they did, it was very quick. Okay, it's a very it's a desert planet. We know that they love the desert planets in Star um, Wars, right? So he gets back to his ship, and guess what? It's been stripped by He's our favorite little blue-eyed <laughs> species, the Jawas. So this is what this is what makes me question what planet it's on. Because there's Jawas. I mean, are there Jawas on other planets? Aside from Tatooine? I would assume so. Like, do they have... A spaceship? Space flight technology? I don't know. I, know, I, I think... Know. I'm trying to think. There's been Jawas shown in... On other planets and like, the Clone Wars and, and uh, stuff like that, so... Yeah. I mean, I would assume they would, like, you know, just <laughs> hedge on a ship or something like that and then just, you know... Yeah. So, so anyway, they have stripped his ship down to the studs. Yeah. Like, you could literally see through it's, the ship. Yeah, it's hilarious. It's bad. He ain't going anywhere. No. no. Um, <laughs> so, but he tries. So he tries to he tries to hunt them down, basically. And, he, you know, one, one man versus Jawa no, army. No, it's one man versus a sand which, crawler. That's what it is. Yeah. Well, you know. Many, many Jawa and armies. And he calls it, you know, the Jawa, the movable fortress. And that's what it basically is. It is their movable fortress. It is. It's totally. Yeah. But it's very funny to and, see I him mean, try and, like, climb on there. And the Jawas are, like, throwing, like, droid parts at throwing him. Throwing just trash and stuff at him. You get, like, this, you know, like, Monty Python skit going where they're, he's dodging random crap coming out. And they're laughing and making Jawa noises. And, um, you know, he finally gets... He finally makes his way all the way to the top of the sand crawler, and, and there's a bunch him. of Jawas, and they just they just shoot him. You know, it was like it was like an Indiana Jones moment. They just they shoot him. Just stun him. He goes down like a ton of bricks. Yeah, he falls all the way off the yeah, sand it's crawler. It's very funny. And like the next day, he's found. It's not even like the same day. Like the next day, he's he's found by um, Nick Nolte. And and somehow Baby Yoda's with him this whole yeah. time. Oh, yeah, so, like, there's, uh, like, an auto-follow, autopilot, on the baby carriage, <laughs> on the floating baby carriage, and it just follows him around. It's very funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so, so he explains, you know, what's going on, he asks Nick Nolte, you know, if he can help him, and he's like, yeah, this is, this is beyond. <laughs> 
This is beyond what I can do in the amount of time that you Yeah, need. we have to go negotiate um, with them. Yeah, so let's go negotiate with the with the Jawas, because that sounds fun, yes, right? Yes, and then all in the meantime, uh, Baby Yoda's eating a frog, by the way. Yes, and it's so cute. Thing. He goes, the Mandalorian goes, spit that out, and he's like, nope, I'm going to swallow it. <laughs> so so we know Baby Yoda eats, and, he, and apparently he's he's a yep. carnivore. I'm like, oh, he's just going to eat the frog. Okay. So he's, he's past the milk stage. Yes. He's, he's moved on to he's solids. Past, he's past uh, uh, teating, so... Yes. <laughs> he's just... So good for yes. him. <laughs> he's on solids now. <laughs> um, so, so all right, so he goes over and, he, you know, he's like, I've got, you know, I can give... What do you want? I can give you this and give you that, whatever. And they're like, well, we'll, we'll take the Yoda. Yeah. We'll take the baby. And, of course... He's like, no. Mandalorian, no. Is all no. Yeah, you can't have my thing. Um... So he's a, he's a, he basically gets a, what's the, other, what's Nick Nolte's character's name? I don't even it's know. It's K-U-I-I-L. I can't, is it Cooley? I, I have no idea. Cooley? I don't know. Something like I that. I honestly can't remember how to pronounce it. I'm so sorry that we just butchered his name. I know. But he says it and I don't remember it, what it is. We're calling him Nick Nolte, folks. Deal with it. We'll just call him yeah. Nick Nolte. He's Nick Nolte. Exactly. It's fine. Nick Nolte is an alien. We yeah. all know it. Um. So he, he basically, you know, asked Nick Nolte to try to, inter- you know, intercede in his behalf. Um, and ask them what they really want. What can he get for them? Um, and they all start talking about the egg. They want the egg. Yes, and I'm like, what egg? What is this? <laughs> what is happening? Which leads us... So, so now, we're, now we're going on a side quest, guys. Yes, this is... It's time for a side it's quest. It's diverging from our, from our path of, of main quest. Yeah. So, so we go... Basically, we go to, like, the anus of the planet... The anus. That's right. It did look like an anus, didn't it? <laughs> it totally. That's what me and my husband said. We both looked at it. And we we're like, oh, okay, it's a butt. Oh, for sure. Like I was looking at it too. I'm like, oh, that's a that's yep. Yes. So he he goes to the anal cave opening Not where apparently he can find. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> the show was never safe for work. Just just. Oh saying. my god, that's funny. <laughs> the anal cave. Um. <laughs> and apparently the egg whatever the egg is is inside and he goes in and what do we have a a beast star wars woolly rhino is it so it's not one of those creatures from like attack of the clones right i don't know is it might be have we have we ever seen this thing before i don't, I don't know it has one horn and the other one in so. episode two i think has three horns yeah i think this is but different yes we have a so large it's horn basically beast. it's a furry rhinoceros yes. Um, he's like, no, get out of my butt cave, and, and he shoots him out. Yeah, so he, <laughs> so so he battles the furry rhinoceros out of the butt yep. cave. Um, you know, and he seems he seems to have the upper hand on it, and then and then he loses the upper hand. Loses bad, and he's about yeah, and he's about to get gored, basically, by furry rhinoceros yeah. when. Oh, by the way, Baby Yoda's just sitting there all this yeah, whole time. He's just you know, like he's just chilling. It. He's just watching. He's just chilling because this is a smart thing to do with yep. the baby. <laughs> um, and so the Mandalorian's about to get gored, and then Baby Yoda lifts his arm, his arm up, and he and he does he does the Jedi thing. He does the Jedi hand thing. He uses the Force, and he you know he, he gets all peaceful looking, and. The what's it? The woolly rhino thing. It stops. It just stops. Like 
it's like it's up against a wall and it's and it's you know scruffing its hooves and it's trying to run at the mandalorian and it can't get anywhere because it's being force blocked and then he lifts it up which gives the mando time to pull out a, you know apparently the strongest knife in the world and shiv it to death which by the way one shot kill basically yeah right like how did that happen which i'm like um, i'm wait. questioning yeah, I'm, I'm 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 questioning the the biology of that. Yeah, I don't know if he like being if realistic. He get him, if he if he get him, if he get him, if he yeah, if, you if, get he, him. if he got him, that's the word. Like at like the like good jugular or something, or like at a major artery. I don't know, but my coworker pointed this out too yeah. that he was so bleed out a little bit before just collapsing. Yeah, it was weird. I don't know if he just it was very maybe his heart's in his neck. I, I don't know. know. I don't know. Um, I, I think they were counting on us being distracted by, oh my god, baby Yoda used the force. Instead of just like one little pinprick of a knife and then and not you're dead. Caring that, yeah, that the woolly rhino was unrealistically taken down by a pinprick. I just like how you call it the woolly rhino. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's, it's a woolly rhino. Anyway, okay, yeah. So he kills it and he gets an even woolier yeah it's disgusting which i don't even like how does that even work i don't know i don't question things anymore in star wars i just let it happen yeah there's no sense in finding logic in this shit yeah (laughs) okay so yeah so he brings the giant woolly rhino egg to the jawas to back back to the jawas who are overjoyed you know and they they all start worshiping this thing like a bunch of ewoks worshiping (laughs) 3po and then they whack it open and they just go to and town. And they freaking just go to town on it. Like, like, salmonella be damned. <laughs> <laughs> we are eating this yeah, raw they egg. Yeah, they just nommed on the whole thing. It's the most bizarre thing. Like, really? They're going to trade him all his ship parts back for, an, for a for snack? For the yoke. For the yoke. I mean, I'm... Are they going to live off this for a few weeks? Are they going to get high off this Maybe for a few like weeks? Maybe that's like their psychedelic egg. I, I don't know. It was disgusting to they're, see it, though, because I'm like, they're seeing it, it being pulled disgusting. out. It's like, it looked like semi-warm, like, fondue cheese. It was not. Anyone okay. who knows I, that's fondue, I do I not like egg yolks. I do not like egg yolks, and it grossed Ugh. me out. I'm like, really? Yeah. Y'all are just going to, okay. Yeah. So, I don't know. The significance of the egg, other than apparently it's super tasty, we'll never know. But it worked. And he got it, you know, he got his stuff back in a in a very short, we're gonna need a montage moment. They uh, fixed his ship, even though, like we said, it was taken down to the studs. But it's fixed completely like nothing happened between, to Between, yeah, between the Mandalorian and Nick Nolte. I called it, like, this is their X-Men Apocalypse moment when... So in, in, in people who have seen <laughs> X-Men Apocalypse, they rebuild the X-Mansion Gene and Magneto do yes. without any kind of carpentry skills, any kind of like electronic, electrician skills. They just rebuild the whole mansion like, yep, we're good. Magic. Magic. So that is their X-Men Apocalypse moment and I loved it. Yeah. Yes. And uh, and then he, and he, you know, straps Baby Yoda in and they, uh, they take they off. Do. He asks if Nick Nolte wants to come with and Nick Nolte's like... No, oh yeah, yeah. I'm he good. tries to get Nick Nolte to be like his first mate, which would have been amazing. But he's like, yeah, but no, no. Nick Nolte like, you took wants... you took the problem away, so I'm good. Yeah, he's he's got his peaceful planet back. That's all yeah. he wants. So we don't get we don't get any more Nick Nolte alien. I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll see him in the future. He might come back. No we idea. don't know. Um, he was he was pretty adorable as far as 
cool aliens go. So that ends episode two. Um, yeah. What did you think of episode two? Um, aside from the very questionable moments, um, I'm always I'm always a fan of like side quest episodes. Yeah. I I like you know I like episodes that kind of build on universe. They do world building. They build on canon. Um, it was it was interesting to see Baby Yoda use the Force and and protect the Mando. <clears throat> You know, like, does he, is he just acting out of instinct because, I don't know, because he saved him or because it's just the random adult that he's hanging out with? Or does he sense something good about him? Who knows? But I I, I liked it. I liked the tone of the episode. It felt very Star Wars to me. It had the humor that we look for in Star Wars. Um, I liked, excuse me, I liked being able to hang out with Nick Nolte alien more. Um, It was nice to have a return of the Jawas. Even though they're little assholes, they were horrible in this episode. They're just just terrible, terrible beings. But it was funny to see them uh, cause mischief and mayhem. Yeah. So my thoughts on this episode are kind of divided because while it was a good episode, here's the thing: we only get eight episodes yeah. of the series, and they're only thirty minutes long. I thought they're going to also be longer, but they're guess they're not going to be. Yeah, right. They're very short. Um. So. To have an episode that kind of feels like, feels like just like a filler episode. Yeah. You know. It was a little, it was a little season eight Game of Thrones. So so you see why, how I think that they're playing it close to the chest of being very safe. This was an extremely safe episode. I, I wonder how long of a wait we'll have to go through. To get season well, two. Well, they're filming it right now. Okay, so it shouldn't be too long. I would assume they're filming it now. If they do the same episode count, I would assume beginning of 2021. Mm-hmm. I don't think we would get it in 2020. We could, but I don't think we would. Maybe. Um, But, you know, I hope they do learn from fan feedback for season two. Um, Obviously, you know, the fans are going rabid for the show and they love it. But, you know, some fans are like, you know, this was a filler episode. So, you know, I mean, it established a few things, but nothing that they couldn't have done in a different kind of episode. You know? Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, it was definitely a fun episode, but yeah, the you bring up a good point. Because we have so few episodes, it's a, it's an interesting yes. choice. Um, and I'm looking at actually the episode list right now. We don't have any titles yet, but episode three, or sorry, chapter three, is going to be directed by Deborah Chow, and she directed a few of Jessica Jones episodes in, I think, either season two Ooh. or season three. And she's the chosen director for all of the Obi-Wan uh, episodes. All right, so we can probably expect something a little heavier maybe out of this episode? Uh, possibly. Uh, again, written by John Favreau. Episode four is being directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. That'll be really uh, Written by John Favreau. Uh, episode 5 is being directed by Dave Filoni again. And it's being written by Dave Filoni this time. Hmm. Um, episode 6 is being directed by the same person who did episode 2, or uh, chapter 2, is Rick. I cannot say his last name. I'm so sorry. I'm going to butcher it. Fam Famuyawa? F-A-M-U-Y-I-W-A. And this is the Fam- first... Famuyawa. He is the first African-American... Uh, 
to helm a Star Wars project. That's pretty So awesome. it's very cool. And it's a story by Christopher Yost, um, teleplay by Christopher Yost and the director, uh, Rick Famuyawa. Again, I'm so sorry if I'm butchering it. I'm very, very sorry. Um, episode 7. We'll have to look for an interview. Hmm? We'll have to look for yeah. an interview so we can figure out how to um, say that. Episode 7 is directed by Deborah Chow again. Uh, and John Favreau is writing it. And then uh, the season finale is directed by Taika Waititi. With Yay. John Favreau writing it as well. Um, and of course we've got George Lucas as a writing credit on all eight episodes. Yes. Um, he was present for a lot of the, not a lot of the filming, but some filming of this series. So apparently there are a few scenes that uh, George oversaw. So it's kind of cool to know that he oversaw some stuff here. Um, so let us know what you guys think so far of the Mandalorian. Uh, like we said, this is, um, you know, two episodes in and it's a pretty good series so far. Yeah, it's cute. I have very little gripes about it. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun. Um, I did want to say one of my favorite things about the creation of this particular series is that they are using a lot of practical effects. Oh, Um, yeah. And Yoda is a puppet, and Nick Nolte's also a puppet. Is he a puppet, or is he, like... He's, like, a, like, part, like, partially puppet. But is... Like, somebody's performing him. So it's not Nick under the makeup. Okay. It's somebody... Puppeteering him? Else. I don't know who. I thought that it was under him, him under the makeup. That's a good puppet, then. No, it's not. That's a real damn yeah, good puppet. Yeah, he's just voicing it, basically. Um, yeah, IG-11 yeah. for a good portion was a puppet, um, and then turns CG for some of the action scenes. Yoda, little baby Yoda, has been CG for a few scenes here and there. But, yeah, but mostly puppet. Yeah, but other than that, great practical effects, great set design. Uh, the music, also, we haven't talked about that yet. The music... Oh, I love the music. Um, ...is by the same person who did the Black Panther music. You know, I've, I've heard a few, well, I've, I've read a few people griping on the music that it doesn't feel Star Wars enough for them, but I really enjoy the music. See, I can okay, I can see where they are coming from. Sure. Uh, because it, it is very much, we haven't heard a single Star Wars, like, melody, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll, we'll hear maybe, like, one or two down the road with a Force theme or something, because obviously that's going to be playing into the series. Um... But it's a nice change of pace. Yeah, I, I like it. It does, it does again, have that kind of Western feel to yes. it. Um, it's great cinematography, great writing. Oh, fantastic cinematography. Great... But, I mean, we expect that of a yes. Star Wars movie. Um, or, well, series. Ooh, that sounds, that feels so weird to say. What? Star Wars series. Oh, yeah. Like, that's not a cartoon. Right. And, you know, what? and I had that kind of, like, I had a free song when we first started watching that first episode that I was... I'm like, wow, I am watching new live action Star Wars content from my sofa. That's not in my a own movie. living room. It's that's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. It's they've done some great I never stuff. thought we would get to this point. Oh yeah. Um yeah, I kinda thought that the whole want to do live action was dead in the water when, you know, they kinda canceled the, her plans for what was gonna be called what, Star Wars Underworld, right? Originally. Something like that. So to see it come to this is very cool. Um, I'm going to bet that episode three is going to, we're going to see some more characters. Um, uh, we're going to see, um, 
oh, what's her name? Um, <laughs> oh my god, I cannot think of her name. Uh, I know who you're um, talking about. Uh, Jean, is it Gina? Rod no, that's not right. Uh, oh my god. Why am I just blanking right now? This is horrible. Can we, can we not, Ian? Can we, can we not? Maybe it's because, oh, I can't think of her name. Um, she, uh, uh, um, um, no, I'm looking at, yes, Gina, um, Carano. She plays Cara Dune. Yes. A former rebel shock trooper turned merc. So... I'm sure that she will be in episode three or four. That seems like a good time to bring her into the to the fold. Um, so predictions for episode three? Um, I mean, everything's been so under wraps and so secretive. I honestly couldn't tell you. I would say I think that obviously he's not going to go straight back. No. To Imperial Nazi guy. He's something's gonna happen so i would think either he's going to take a decor take a detour maybe he'll go back to some mando friends be like hey i found a baby yoda (laughs) what do i do with this um or uh his ship gets intercepted i could see that okay yeah but I think it'd be very unlikely that he, he's just going to go back. No, there's got to be... Or at least, you know, for whatever reason. For whatever yeah, reason. I... Yeah, no. Interesting, interesting, we'll see. interesting. Um, but yeah, so let us know uh, what you guys thought of this series so far. Uh, tweet us at Echo Station Cast. Um, we have, like I said, we have our polls up. We have our Rise of Skywalker stuff up. Um, for those who have been following our Padme's Closet series, we're going to be wrapping that up in the next uh, <laughs> yes, few we will weeks. Finally, wrap it up. We feel so bad because we originally were going to dedicate each outfit to an episode, but with this coming out and the Rise of Skywalker, we just don't have enough time on our calendar to do it. So we're going to do something very special for all of our followers for that, and we're going to combine the last what do we have four outfits, right? Four. The last yeah. four outfits into one gigantic episode. So it's. All Padme. Yeah, we've got post-Senate gown, return to Naboo gown, the battle clothes, and the parade yes, gown. so the last four of her episode one attire, we're going to be doing all in one episode, all Padme. So get ready for that. Again, we feel so bad that we Yay. couldn't give it to you in episode by episode, but we just don't have the time for it. So Chris and I thought we'll give it to you guys as a final kind of treat to wrap things up for that season of that to do in one chunk. So that's good. Um, and as always, you can follow, uh, me on Twitter at IR Turner or on Instagram at House of Turner Cosplay. And Chris, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at The Dirt Witch or on Instagram at Chris Jaded. And don't forget, guys, uh, on the Twitter at Echo Station Cast, give us some love, follow us. We cannot wait to hear what you guys think of The Mandalorian. Uh, But until next time, may the force be with you. May the force be with you.